All right, bradcooney.com. I'd like to welcome to the show from the world of dance. What is up, Derek? How you doing, man? Hey, how are you? I'm really good, man. How you doing? How, how are you? Well, good deal. Let's talk about this um, world of dance. Um, of course, let's start from the beginning. So just share with my listeners a little bit um, about about your uh, qualifier performance, which I thought was amazing. So let's just talk about that first. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, so my qualifier performance, I performed to Remember Who I Was by James Arthur. Um, it was like an emotionally driven contemporary routine. Um, yeah, and uh, me and my choreographer, Mitchell Jackson, really tried to connect with the song and the lyrics as much as we could for the choreography, and the judges seemed to like it. <laughs> yeah, they definitely uh, like it. Just obviously a few critiques. Yeah. But I felt really strong with what I performed on the qualifier episode. And was really looking forward to the next round. Um, how much time do you prepare for a performance like that? Like, what's is there like an average amount of time you prepare for a performance, especially something like as big as that one? Um, it definitely was a few months of rehearsing and workshopping the piece and getting songs approved and figuring out a storyline for the piece and making sure it's, like, TV-worthy. So, yeah, mm. it, it takes quite a bit of time to get something like that together. You know, and for me, what really impresses me, other than the obvious, like the physical attributes, the strength you had, um, the emotion you put into it, but you know what always impresses me about dancers is this, to be able to have the memory because because you're telling a story through dance, so you know what I'm saying. It's so it would be so for me. It would be so easy to forget it, like to forget something. Um, so that's really impressive for for, for for people like you when you dance like Thank that. Thank you. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, luckily I've never forgotten something on stage. Yeah. Uh, but luckily, being a soloist, if I were to, it it wouldn't be noticeable. You know, we, uh, a few years ago, I was interviewing a guy that was on The Voice. In fact, he won. He won one of the seasons. Um, Jordan Smith is his name. Oh, wow. I don't know if you remember Jordan Smith. Um, and I asked him about like nerves and what what how nervous is he before he gets up there and performs. And he said he was okay up until the live rounds. He said because when you're on the live rounds, you don't have there's no you don't have you can't make a mistake. You're you're live in front of millions of people. It's like it was, he said I was kind of terrified by that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so then you shared with the world about your about having to have hip replacement, um, double hip replacement surgery. Um, and I really I wasn't ready for that. I mean, I didn't know about that, so I was really I felt your emotion. Um, can you share with the listeners like what happened? Was it just a matter of a lot of years of just you know wearing tear in your hips in the dance career? Is that how? Is that what happened? Yeah. So actually, this is my first time talking about this uh, on air since we have discovered some new things. Um, so originally, I was diagnosed with uh, severe hip dysplasia mm -hmm. uh, from overtraining and overuse. When I was like 15 to 18, I was training about 70 hours a week. Wow. Um, I dropped out of high school to train and 
almost 10 hours every day. Um, so I am like one in a million that created Hypnoplasia on myself. Um, and I then came to find out that, well, I was told that I would need a double hip replacement or a double hip uh, resurfacing. Um, and I had actually contacted a surgeon over in Belgium and we were looking into what types of surgery I was doing and seeking out the best doctors to then find out I was misdiagnosed. Um, and instead of having severe hip dysplasia, I have mild hip dysplasia, but I have both my labors were torn, I have internal ligament tears, and I have cartilage damage and cyst building on both of my hips. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what's causing me so much pain. So right now we're searching for a different surgeon to kind of recommend and take me on what I should do next. But I know there's a few different surgery options we're looking at um, that are way less invasive than a hip uh, replacement, which is really happy. Well, I'm very happy because um, now there's a chance that I will be able to dance out Oh, that's there. so awesome. Uh, but this is all, like, very, very, very new. Like, I had an MRI, I think, last week, and we just got the results, and now we're trying to find a surgeon now that is, can give me the right answers and that I feel like I trust. Um, so, yeah, that's, like, kind of a new take on everything, and I haven't taken the social media yet to announce that, but... just fantastic news. I know you have to be a little bit, you know, cautiously optimistic, but it's really, I'm, I'm guessing, very, very encouraging also that, that you may be able to continue your career. Yeah, absolutely. It was really hard. I came to terms with it after quite a while, but mm-hmm. then to have this, like, second chance of them telling me that I was misdiagnosed by three different doctors wow. um, was kind of a relief. Yeah, I went to three different doctors and a surgeon that all told me I needed a hip replacement to then find out that that wasn't even the issue. That's incredible. So let me ask you this. Um, I wasn't prepared to get this news. It's good news. It's welcome news. Um, But out of respect for you, um, do you want me to wait a few days or until you go ahead and break this on social media before I air this podcast tonight? Should I sit sit on this for a few days? Okay. I'll, I'll still make a post in a couple of days, and I'm still trying to wait until uh, <laughs> until we get more news. But yeah, there's no issue with you. Okay, great. I just wanted to make sure we, you know um, I didn't want to jump the gun on you there. <laughs> so uh, thank you, thank you. Very welcome. All right, so that's great, man. I mean, I wasn't prepared to hear that, so that's really, really encouraging, and I got my fingers crossed for you, and my prayers are out for you because I really want thank you to be able you. to continue your dance career. Um, cause you're just very inspiring. There's a lot of kids that look up to you. 
uh, girls and boys alike. Um, and you know, you're a pretty young guy yourself, but you've accomplished quite a, quite a bit in your career. And um, so, yeah, I want, I want I want this to keep going for you. So let's move on and talk about the duels. Um, if it makes you feel any better, I I didn't agree with the judges on that. I agreed with you. Um, I agreed. I I just did. I'm not just saying that because I'm talking to you. It's true. I was a little bit surprised by how you were how how you were scored on that. So tell me about that a little bit. Were you surprised at all by that? By by you know by what kind of numbers you got? I mean, I can't say that I'm uh, shocked in a sense because I definitely picked someone that was very strong. Well, that's true. That's true. They, they, it's funny, they asked what my reasoning or my logic was, and I was like, well, I'm here to win, so I have to technically beat out everyone here anyway. Yeah. So it doesn't matter who I have to go against in the duel. And I also didn't have very many options left, mm. um, meaning Brian Nolette is one of my closest friends, and I didn't want to duel against her. Denise and Josh are both my students, um, mm. so I wasn't going to pick my students. Um, <laughs> So yeah. I wasn't really left with tons of options. You know, Briar's performance. Uh, I was. Ve- you brought up Briar. I got to jump in and talk about Briar because that 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 now that I was disappointed with. Um, the made her come out. You know, she had to come out and do that and do that second performance, which I thought was insane. And that was an incredible yeah. performance she put on, and you can tell she was not playing. Yeah. She was not playing in that one. No, actually, me and my husband uh, helped choreograph that redemption routine for her. Oh, really? And she, and she, we did, like, we just helped with different visuals and different tricks and adding stuff in, but she took it to a whole other level, and there was no way she was going home. That was really incredible. Now, the the, the part where she grabbed her hand, because, you know, where she was holding back the, the seizure at the end, like, like basically... Giving a big F yeah. U to the seizures was that your y'all's idea too? That part of the story? Oh, sorry, no. I was saying the redemption, uh, the the Hensel roll solo. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, cool. Her second, her second performance. Gotcha. Awesome. That's great, man. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah. So with with the duels, I, I I don't think I was really shocked by um, getting the scores I did. Um, it was just hard because I definitely thought that I would have been able to do the redemption, especially since I lasted so long at the top. Um, but, I mean, it all <laughs> it all happened the way it happened. There's nothing really that can change that. Yep, everything happens for a reason. Now, is, is, it, is it a little bit risky to go up against a pair team when you're just a solo? I definitely think it, as soloists, it, it's harder to be in the competition because, yeah, we can't cover, well, we try to cover the stage as much as, I mean, 20 people on stage, but realistically, you're not going to have the same energy level as 20 hip-hop dancers on stage, so it is, it's definitely more difficult to entertain the audience and judges as much as one of those huge hip-hop groups, so... I definitely found it to be challenging, um, and we definitely worked on so much about projecting energy forward and trying to use the stage as much as I could. Yeah, no doubt. So when you're when you're 
competing against this level of competition from around the world. I mean, this isn't just America. There's teams globally that are coming in, like the girls from South Korea already. They're, they're a lot of fun to watch. Um, and the Italian yeah. brothers, the Italian guys and the tap dan- the tap dancers. It's just just a vast variety of talent. But does that? I'm guessing that really ups makes you up your game. You have to be on your like major A game because you have all this talent surrounding you. Dance community relatively small. Basically, like do, 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 yeah, most of y'all know each other from you know off the tournaments and things like that, right? That's what I figured. So, so regardless of, like, obviously, if the, if it comes back to where you're able to dance again, then my question is easily answered. Yes, you're going to continue your dance career. Uh, let's touch on, on, you know, yeah. God forbid, but let's say you can't any further dance any further. Do you plan on, like, staying on in, in the field as far as coaching and training and things like that? Olympics is, is this is this an Olympic event also or, 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 or we're not there yet? No, dance You know that's really a shame. That's really really. I mean, because they have the you know the, the different uh, you know figure skating and there's and there's the um, what's the other routine? The, the uh, it's not dance, but it's uh you know like like um um like gymnastics, gymnastics and exactly. Wouldn't that be great if dance was added? Yeah. It would. I just definitely think it would be extremely hard to judge, like, technically, um, because, like, or, or artistically, because the thing is, it's all, like, opinion-based on, hmm. like, how good a routine is. It's not really based on, like, who's, who's jumping higher, or, and it could be. It would just be very different. Um, where it's like gymnastics could start on like your technique of a, of a like trick. They'd have to bring in guys like you to, to, to establish those yeah. parameters. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, Derek, what's some advice you can share with someone that's thinking about a dance career? Somebody who's just thinking about getting into it? Um, I definitely 
definitely would say, like, there's going to be lots of people that will try and um, not change you, but influence you in your dance career. And you just have to stay true to who you are as an artist. And there's a lot of, like, influences from just, uh, social media. And you just have to kind of ignore all that and realize that that isn't going to come in a few days of training or a few classes in L.A. or New York. But you have to really put in the work. And, I mean, I like I said before, like I trained 70 hours a week for several years to try and get my career jump started at the age of 18. Um, and as much as that, yeah, my opinion my body is giving me a, a, a great career in a matter of years. And I've done pretty much everything I could dance that I wanted to. Um, so it's just about putting in the work and not letting uh, people influence you in your choices. Mm, good, very, very great advice. Um, so let's let's say I'm I'm, I'm kind of ad libbing this interview a little bit because I was really not ready for the news about you might be able to continue your career. That's great, um, but I'm thinking of more questions yeah, off I of that. So you know, it's like, oh, this is pretty cool. So let's let's go back to the scenario that, yep, amen, praise God, you are able to keep your dance career going. What's the next big thing for you? You got our world of dance. So what's the next goal? I mean, there's definitely a part of me that has, like, some, uh, uh, like, unfinished business for Fairless Dance, but we'll see about that for season four. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but I definitely want to, I want to get more into, um, potentially, like, Broadway, uh, and just trying to, like, explore different routes, like, the commercial scene out in L.A. and stuff like that. I think it'd be really cool. Um, to just kind of now start exploring different things that I didn't expect to want to do in my career that I now do want to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like maybe acting? But yeah, well, just kind of... Yeah, I don't know. It's hard because a lot of dancers try and switch over to acting and... It's... I don't know. For me, I don't think I would be able to... Uh, handle how big of a pool of actors there are. Like, if you think about it, like, for every, like, in the dance industry, there, there could be, like, a million dancers, but yeah. in the acting industry, there's 20 million actors. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So, I don't, I don't see why I spent my whole life training to be a dancer, then all of a sudden just switch and want to become an actor. Right? If there's, like, a dance acting job that came around, like, yeah, I would for sure want to dive into that. But I don't think I would ever you know a possible scenario would be um i don't know have you seen the movie bohemian rhapsody the, the freddie mercury movie i haven't i downloaded it on my computer waiting for me to watch it on my way home to, uh, from <laughs> oh yeah you have it's a must watch i mean um robbie malek won an academy award for his, his performance playing uh, Freddie Murphy. But the reason why I bring yeah, up that... Yeah, no, I definitely... The reason why I bring up that, that movie is is um, a guy named Mark Martell, who's actually Canadian also. Mark is Canadian. He did a lot of the voiceover because he sounds just like Freddie Mercury. He's an amazing singer. And he sounds... He even looks like Freddie Mercury a little oh, bit. Wow. But he sounds a lot like Freddie Mercury. So he launched a career doing the voiceover for Bohemian Rhapsody. 
and um, now he's touring all over the country doing Queen stuff, uh, and with the blessing of of, of the Queen uh, remaining members. But my idea was to maybe if you wanted to get into like doing the doubles because there's a lot of movies that have dancers in them and they need like 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 a stunt double type type thing. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. That would be super interesting, I think. And I've been seeing more and more people I know uh, do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's definitely something I'd be interested in doing. Yeah, and good it's stuff. super cool. Awesome. All right, man, look, I had a lot of fun talking to you. I'm totally pulling for you, man. I really, really, really got my fingers crossed that you get the news that you're that you're hoping for with the uh, second opinions here. Um, before I let you go, though, I want to give you an opportunity to tell the listeners out there where they can follow you on your social media, um, any website plugs, things like that. Yeah, totally. Um, everything is actually under just my full name, Derek D-E-R-E-K-P-I-Q-U-E-T-T-E. All my handles are the same. Um, I made it nice and easy for everyone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just check out my stuff and leave a comment and let me know what you think. Well, that was um, just, a, I had a lot of fun talking to you, and I appreciate the breaking news on my podcast. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, of course. Thank you. Okay, Derek, thanks so much for your time, and maybe we'll get you back on in the near future, man, if you got some new news for us. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. You're welcome.